Hello, and welcome to the Resonance Test. I'm your host, Kenji Ross, a design strategist from EPAM Continuum. In 2014, I left my job to join a promising wearable startup here in Boston. It was a heady time for the growing quantified self-industry. Jawbone was a big player, Fitbit was still independent, Apple was thinking about making a watch, and sensor technology seemed to be hitting its stride. Thanks to the location of our Cambridge office bordering MIT, I had colleagues with expertise in biotechnology, health and medicine, exercise science, and behavior change, and so we took a health-focused approach to our product, thinking big about how passive collection of health metrics could lead to early detection, healthier life choices, and perhaps even better population health. After a couple of years, we blew through our funding and the startup closed its doors. We never did find the right customer for what we were making. But after listening to today's episode, I'm starting to wonder if we might have picked the wrong species. Sedant Jenna is the co-founder of Faunatech, a company that's building technologies to improve the livelihood of farmers, starting with the health of their cows. In his conversation with EPAM's Duncan Freak, mechanical engineer and senior innovation consultant, we learn how they're using simple smartphone-based technology to create the quantified cow, putting power into the hands of India's 16 million farmers to learn exactly what kind of milk their cows are producing. This addition of data collection has enormous ripple effects, from helping farmers pick better feed, to helping cut down on the use of antibiotics, to affecting human population health by providing better quality milk to drink. Better food in leads to better milk out. You might call it a black and white box system. <clears throat> Let's listen in. Thanks for joining me, Sedan. Um, do you think you could tell us a little bit about um, you know, what, what Faunatech is and, and what, what you guys are doing? Sure. Uh, Faunatech is building technologies to really enable precision uh, farming, starting with the dairy sector. Um, and we do that through a combination of uh, devices, uh, data aggregation analytics to really get to small farmers uh, who are really underserved, uh, both uh, in emerging markets uh, like India and South Asia, but also even in the U.S. and other parts of Europe where the dairy sector is large. Uh, and uh, but, but, you know, the smaller farmers are not really served with uh, technologies to address issues of animal health, uh, of uh, uh, product quality, uh, and so on and so forth. So Fonatech is essentially solving these last mile problems. Um, and a pivot is going to be, again, uh, the smartphone, which is ubiquitous everywhere. Yeah, the smartphone, that's, that's interesting. And it's, it's interesting to hear you say um, applying this really advanced technology solution to kind of a last mile problem in places that often don't have access to that technology. Um, can, you, can you talk about what some of the, the challenges may have been there or how kind of that, that smartphone hub, as you were sort of saying, um, has sort of enabled some of that technology? Sure. Um, so to my surprise, and I'm, I'm new to the uh, agriculture sector, and I sort of, you know, I got involved with this venture through a friend. Uh, the, the, the learning that I, I have had is that um, the dairy sector you know, especially in the last mile, doesn't really have a lot of quantitative measurement of anything, whether it comes to the quality of the milk uh, or the health of the animal. Uh, a lot of stuff 
uh, in terms of managing disease on farm or managing quality of milk is really done uh, either too late or in a centralized fashion, right? When, once, once the problem mm-hmm. has actually already happened. Um, and if you look at, you know, if you apply, if you sort of take uh, learnings from human health, uh, and that's sort of been my background before, uh, where you, you take technologies to the patient rather than let the patient come to, the, to where the technology is, uh, that's the most uh, sort of, uh, uh, I would say, uh, uh, complete solution. If the process of milk production and managing animal health is very low tech in the last mile. The only high-tech solution that is used is actually a smartphone. But that's used for other, other, other needs, right? Communication, uh, information right. gathering, and so on. So we felt that you, if you piggyback on something that already is a high-tech solution in the hands of dairy farmers uh, or, you know, these village sites where milk is collected, um, you know, it's a, it's a much easier behavior change to, uh, to, to sort of bring about uh, and, and bring in sort of more advanced measurement techniques that enable uh, you know, better understanding of, of the health of animals or also the, uh, the quality of milk that is produced uh, and therefore improving it over time. I mean, the, the, the old adage goes, right, if you can't uh, measure something, you cannot monitor it. If you cannot monitor it, you cannot improve it. Uh, so it's imperative that you get measurement to the last mile and the smartphone becomes, becomes an enabler for that. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I think, um, you know, I, I've heard you talk as well about kind of the... Um, that that last mile measurement is being really key to taking kind of um, effective intervention. And I wonder if you can talk about the difference um, between that last mile measurement in that way and, you know, what, what might happen really upstream in terms of, you know, the impact of where and how and when maybe most critically you get that information. Sure. Um, so let me walk you through the process of how milk is collected today in uh, in most of the world. Uh, uh, and, you know, India is probably the largest dairy producer in the world. And there's about 16 million farmers, about 80 million animals, milch animals. Um, and every day you have, uh, so on an average, you know, if you do the math, on an average, each farmer has about four to five animals, which is very different <laughs> from large dairy farms in the U.S., uh, which are centralized and have all the technologies available and so on. Right. Uh, milking is done primarily by hand. Uh, milk is collected and taken to what's called a village collection site. And it's poured into, uh, you know, um, obviously a large container. And then uh, you get paid on the basis of the fat content in your milk. The milk is pulled and taken off to the uh, central dairy where it's tested for quality and, and then chilled and then taken for production, processing, and so on and so forth, right? So if you think about the process that I just laid out, um, there's literally no measurement that happens between the farm, the village collection site, uh, and you know, uh, uh, so and 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 beyond into the into the dairy. So there's very the measurement actually happens at the dairy level rather than the um, that where the milk is collected. So you can imagine in this supply chain, uh, you have multiple breakpoints. Uh, one, right? There's uh, a big data gap. There's a big yeah. data gap, right? So you you can milk can get adulterated, and people do this all the time. Uh, but more importantly, you have measures of, uh, of, uh, of biomarkers in milk that are indicative of, of the quality of milk, uh, which also indicate the health of the animal that it came from, uh, which is not measured. And once the milk gets pooled, so let's say one animal is infected and, and, uh, and uh, milk comes from that animal and it gets pooled with the others, then the entire batch is gone waste, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's really, really important to do the measurement 
at the source rather than once the pooling is done. Uh, and that's that sort of, uh, you know, it's a very, it's a very simple problem uh, when you look at it from a high level, but when you get onto the ground, you realize that um, it has implications in terms of how you get paid. It has implications in terms of uh, sort of overall um, uh, assets that the, the farmer has because, you know, the animal falls sick and you don't know about it. You, you start using antibiotics. Antibiotic goes into the, into the milk supply chain and then further into the food chain. Um, so it has a lot of negative externalities which, uh, uh, which, which need to be addressed. And, and what we found was that, you know, you, you need to really have the last mile measurement done. And those technologies are not available. And that's really what Fonatec is trying to do. Yeah, it sounds like last mile measurement label enables uh, last mile interventions, um, which sound like they can be, you know, a little more targeted um, to, to sort of have a, a better impact. Um, so a small problem doesn't ripple to be a whole systemic problem. Yeah, and, and I would, uh, I would uh, you know, uh, point to, for example, all the COVID testing that's going on, right? I mean, if you really need to solve the, the source of a problem, let's say if someone gets infected, you really need to do uh, tracing. And for tracing, you need to do testing. And once you do testing, you can do isolation and prevent an outbreak, right? So think of this as the exact same problem. Uh, so you need to do testing, and testing leads to tracing, and tracing leads to isolation uh, of yeah. both the animal and the, and the, and the milk. It, it feels like, yeah, I'm reminded by a lot of parallels with sort of population health monitoring here and sort of this big data problem. And it feels like you're, you're building a, you know, uh, almost an early warning network or a, a monitoring system that lets you sort of look at that really big picture um, mm-hmm. that, that might be hard to tell if you're only looking at a little bit of data, you know, at the very end. That's correct. Yeah. In fact, we are, uh, you know, the, the team uh, is working on uh, a partnership with uh, a premier uh, uh, government agency in India, uh, which does uh, animal health surveillance. And they are uh, interested in using our technology to build sort of this uh, act, uh, di- sort of a, a real-time uh, heat map uh, of animal health and also milk quality, uh, which, you know, if you think about it, wasn't possible until, uh, until now. I mean, if you have smartphones everywhere, every smartphone has a GPS on it. If you're using... If you're doing testing using the smartphone as, as sort of the enabling device, then every test that is done is traceable. It, it can be geotagged, mm-hmm. and, and that is real-time updated. Um, and any, uh, if you're administering uh, an entire state or a province or, or a region that, that has X number of dairies, uh, you can basically figure out where uh, the diseased animals are coming from, where the milk quality is bad. If, there's, if you're a food safety regulator, you know where the producers have a higher antibiotic residue in the milk because that's where the infected animals would be and so on and so forth. So there's, there's multiple applications of this, uh, you know, uh, what, once you solve the last mile measurement issue. When that sort of, that small data becomes big data when you think about this being distributed over literally millions and millions of, of farms and animals. Yeah, and it, it's, it's amazing, you know, I, I sort of start with this sort of high tech solution um, around, you know, actually taking that measurement and being able to deploy that measurement at the last mile. And that's that's significant in itself. But but when I start to think about uh, the the different stakeholders in this, from that farmer to that, you know, dairy co-op or um, end consumer to the government, um, you know, the the sort of role that that some of the you know data aggregation work that that must be kind of going on becomes really. Uh, impressive and significant, 
you know, when you're thinking about how you serve all of these different stakeholders um, in, in a system like this? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, uh, I think how, how you, uh, you, you really have to sort of um, work with uh, governments, cooperatives and so on uh, in these markets. And that's true anyway. I mean, you, you know, if, if you were to do this in the US or in Europe, it would be exactly the same. I mean, this is uh, the dairy sector is regulated. I mean, there's obviously cooperatives, there's large companies, there's small companies, there's, you know, there's governments. So, uh, so in, in the in the traditional sense, uh, you know, you have, you have to do sort of a, uh, in a way a private public partnership, if you will, to sort of accrue the benefits of data. Right? Uh, the government has a certain, for example, angle at tagging animals, and that is done a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, they they have a certain angle in terms of uh, identifying, uh, you know, what breeds exist. Uh, you know, what what is sort of the overall capacity of milk being produced uh, a lot of these countries milk was uh, the production of milk was focused on on quantity first because it was meant to uh, uh, address self-sufficiency issues but now it's mm-hmm. now now that that is addressed uh, the, the focus is shifting from quantity to quality uh, and 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 that's where measurement becomes even more important um, so uh, so yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting space um, you know it's not as fast moving as consumer internet or you know you, where you can get big data, uh, uh, you know, things done very quickly, where you can use sort of directly going after consumers and, and building up sort of a, a large data sets. Here you're working with partners and, and, and then uh, figuring out how to sort of uh, take your, your solution is one part of the uh, entire, entire system, and, but it's an enabling part of it. So, you know, to work with the others to sort of uh, do all kinds of, Fun API integrations and uh, and then collaborations to uh, data you know data sharing agreements and things of that nature to uh, to sort of get to a point that works for everyone. Yeah, and it feels it, it's it's interesting. You know, I'm 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 a little more familiar with some of the um, you know farming technology in, in the United States or, or the way sort of people talk about tech, but it actually sounds pretty similar. And it sounds like this is something that's happening really globally where um, there's, there's already, you know, a lot of different types of technology on farms, but it seems like we're really moving even further in terms of, you know, the, the type of testing or the type of technology that's able to be deployed out in the field. And then, you know, as, as you're sort of talking, the, the, the additional problems that come up are really interesting about, you know, how, once you've collected all this data, how you, how you share it and who you share it with and, and how you can sort of bring it up to a, a high level of, you know, what's a regional insight or, yeah. um, you know, a, a countrywide insight. Yeah. And, and I'll say one more thing that we are, uh, that we are uh, actually more, a really important part of this puzzle that we're solving. Uh, I mean, as a, as a core business, obviously we're trying to solve for animal health on one side and the quality of milk on the other side. But I think at, at a broader level, uh, you know, we, we're looking at using the data to inform pricing because pricing is an economic incentive that, drives adoption of technology. Uh, and in the mm-hmm. traditional sense, um, you've got pricing in a lot of countries which have small farmers uh, being done on volume and maybe some certain things like fat content and so on. Uh, not necessarily on the basis of the quality of the milk uh, in terms of whether it contains antibiotic residue, uh, you know, things like um, somatic cell count is that high or low, uh, which determine mm-hmm. uh, their, their usability post-collection. Uh, and that uh, paradigm shift from... Uh, pricing based on quantity to pricing based on quality is what measurement also enables. And once that happens, when your pricing becomes dependent on 
on on on quality rather than quantity only, uh, you 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 know you 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 drive adoption in the last minute as well, right? Because then, uh, if you're the producer, you you know that your you know your your reimbursement is linked to that, and that uh, mm-hmm. is another dynamic that is playing out, um, you know, at a policy level, but now trickling down into the dairy cooperatives and so on, and where you know companies like Fonatech have a role to play because they become the enabling tools for that to happen. Right. Yeah. That's that seems like a really big deal to be able to have, you know, that objective standard too that that helps establish kind of what is that path forward and what is that metric of um, evaluation that sets a fair, um, you know, a, a, a fair fair standard to kind of look at where someone can improve. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it'd be, uh, it takes time. I mean, I think we'll you know we're just scratching the surface here, but uh, you know. Uh, uh, I think the overall sort of direction is is, is that uh, you know precision dairy farming and sort of reimbursement on the basis of quality will lead to more downstream measurement and, uh, um, and therefore you need new tools uh, to do that. It's it's interesting, you know. I, I'm I'm seeing all of these parallels between this sort of animal health technology and um, human health technology, where you know we we're trying to use. Um, a lot of COVID testing to stop outbreaks. And here we're talking about trying to use um, some early testing to help, you know, maintain animal health and then kind of human health. Um, and, and so, you know, is there, um, is there, is there some future where there's some, you know, uh, overall like electronic health record system or something like that for the farm where, um, you know, a farmer can, um, you know, collect all this data themselves and start to see where, um, you know, changes they make or, or things they do start to have an impact on them and, you know, a positive economic impact in terms of their, their ability to, to get a good price for their product. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, this, this idea of, uh, uh, you know, data-driven farm management, which is really a combination of, measuring the quality of feed that you provide the animals and uh, and then measuring the the output which is the milk uh, uh, you know that that is sort of a, a duality that uh, uh, that uh, is playing out uh, gradually uh, so you know similar there are, you know there are other technologies available to measure the quality of feed which is the input and the output is obviously the milk um, and you know that that is uh, becoming more and more uh, you know sort of uh, I guess the awareness is growing for it. it it's still, I would say that it, there's still some ways to go before it becomes mainstream. However, I think I go back to the economic incentive because that is a driver for a lot of things. Oftentimes what happens is that, you know, you don't really know how much losses you're incurring uh, due to mm-hmm. just bad animal, pra- uh, animal health practices or just not measuring things on time. So you, you really, it's sort of a chicken and egg. If you don't have the data in front of you to sort of tell you that, hey, if you had five animals and one of them gets knocked out, let's say, due to mastitis, which is a very common disease, uh, or ketosis, which is another very common thing that happens to animals. Uh, you know, that, that affects your, you know, that affects your production by, uh, you know, uh, brings down your production by uh, 20, 30%, uh, 40%, you know, and, and for small farmers, that's, that's a lot of money. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of money for anyone. I mean, if you're a large farm and you have something that, that, uh, that starts with one, one animal, you don't address it, then it spreads to the others and you have a much larger loss than even a smaller farmer. So, so I think uh, a lot of these things are also, uh, it's, it's almost like the quantified self movement, if you will, on the dairy, mm-hmm. dairy sector where 
you know, once you know that your numbers, I mean, are you doing 5,000 steps or 10,000 steps a day? Are you, you know, eating whatever number of calories you're supposed to eat? Once you start tracking it, uh, you know, you can, you can sort of uh, uh, see whether you're improving or not. And, 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 you know, the general tendency is obviously to improve. Uh, but that data was missing. I think it was all, uh, you know, uh, uh, there, there, was no, there was no quantification behind it. Let's, let's put it that way. And what's even surprising, Duncan, is that, you know, if you talk to veterinarians in the field, uh, they are, you know, the, you know, veterinarians are sort of, uh, there's a lot of technology in the world being made for, you know, obviously physicians, I mean, uh, human health, but there's, there's very little technologies available for veterinarians to really diagnose and, and prognosticate disease, um, uh, uh, you know, cost effectively. Um, and, you know, when you, when you talk to some of these veterinarians, you find out that, you know, they're really treat symptoms and they're just doing clinical assessment of what's going on with the with, the, with an animal if it's sick and oftentimes the recourse is antibiotics and antibiotics is actually you know bad right I mean, over usage of it not just for the animal but also the fact that it gets into the milk and you know once it gets into the milk it gets into the food chain and that's terrible for human right. health so that's where you know there's an overlap if you will even between animal health and human health i mean if you're drinking milk every day and that milk has antibiotic residue in it that's bad for everyone I, I love this idea. You know, we're adding another another stakeholder. You know, the vet, the veterinarian, but going from you know quantified self and even maybe technologies that that may have been developed for for sort of the the few the further quantification of human health, um, all the way to the quantified cow, yeah. <laughs> or the quantified animal, where yeah. now we're able to sort of measure some things there. And thus complete the circle all the way back to the sort of the the human who's sort of consuming that product and and can benefit from that general um, general safety. So it's it feels like a, a really <laughs> kind of beautiful symmetry of where those sort of technologies have come all the way back to um, to, to feed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there are companies who have even come up with Fitbit for animals and stuff. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff happening here, right? I mean, there's uh, which is exciting, right? I think it's, it's good. I mean, we, I think, uh, you know, it'll be an amalgamation of different technologies. Uh, you know, some would be just pure image-based, some would be, you know, movement-based, some would be uh, measurement of, of fluid space, you know, whether it's blood, urine, or milk. Uh, uh, and all these will combine to create sort of the quantified farm. And the, at the core of the quantified farm would be the quantified cow, as you said, right? Uh, so... So yeah, no, I think it's 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 it, it's great, and the key is to be cost effective. I think what has happened in the last, you know, five or ten years is that you know the cost of sensor technology, the cost of smartphones, the cost of connectivity, uh, all the all these things have dropped dramatically, right? And therefore, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the cost of the barrier to adoption has gone down, right? If you if you if you if you were to do this in twenty ten or twenty two thousand five, I would say that's probably not possible. I mean, why is it possible now? Because all these different sort of underlying bound, uh, sort of uh, uh, you know conditions that need to be fulfilled uh, uh, are fulfilled now, right? I mean, communication costs are low, sensor costs have gone down. Uh, you know, the the cost of obviously a smartphone has, has dropped dramatically, uh, and there's been an explosion in terms of AI technologies available to process all the data that is generated. Um, so you know, it's creating this perfect storm. And if you once you create that sort of the technology stack you have this sort of economic stack, which is really driven by the pricing uh, mechanism. And that is also shifting 
which creates this sort of you know uh, dynamic that uh, that can uh, fundamentally change what has been going on in, in dairy farming over the last 30 40 years it's everything's coming together it's this is sort of the it feels like we're on the edge of this sort of data data revolution in this in this sort of area. I um, certainly so hope so. Yeah, I exciting. certainly hope so. Yeah, it's it's and you know it actually you know that's it's been happening in, in a lot of these sort of automated farms in the U.S. or in Europe where you already have sort of mechanized farming happening. So you you can easily add sensors, plug into inline sensing of different things. Uh, but you know uh, that's great. But I think you you imagine you can take that same model. Uh, and and apply to solve all the small farmers across the world and, and basically bring the sort of the, the same qualification technologies to them as well. So they also benefit from uh, you know these data driven best practices, and that's that's yeah, pretty no, uh, that's pretty, yeah that's pretty exciting. It's it's exciting, and I I think we all you know feel like we want to support that sort of small farmer, and and you know it's it's such a key thing for the nutrition of so many people and and so it's it's really exciting to see kind of this like kind of no compromise solution of, of getting this really high tech um measurement into into a location and at a cost that makes sort of that economic sense so um there's that that same sort of technology access um mm-hmm. at, at all sorts of different different farms yeah so yeah we'll we'll see how this evolves i mean i think it's early days uh, but you know, uh, uh, I think the there you know there's enough sort of uh, momentum and there's enough uh, I would say progressive cooperatives and others who are uh, you know who are paving the way uh, to make this happen. So um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, the quantified cow is not far away. I would say. Yeah, and 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 individuals such as yourself who are who are you know pushing pushing that technology forward. So it's a uh, it's an important thing. I'll, I'll look out for the future where, uh, you know, my cow has an Apple watch and gets the sort of vibration notifications when, you know, <laughs> it's been sitting too long, like, like me on a long work day. <laughs> well, well, actually someone said that, you know, you could, you could have, um, when you buy milk from your grocery store, you actually know where it came from, which animal, what was the time of measurement, uh, of the quality and, and so on and so forth. Right. I think that's, that, that, that's, that, that's where it'll, you, you will know that it has reached the last mile. I think that'll be the, it's like you sort of get to exactly, you know, the source of uh, where, what you're drinking yeah. uh, or eating, yeah. right? if it's cheese or whatever. So. It's, it's an exciting future. I don't know anyone who doesn't want that information. <laughs> you yeah. know, it feels like, like the, the interaction we have with our food is so intimate in a way, you know, and, and so like important to our health and, and getting to have that information um, feels like a real confidence, confidence builder and, um, great great thing to know um Sadat, i just want to thank you for a great conversation um it's always a pleasure and uh, i'm really excited by uh the work that that you and Fonatech are doing yeah thank you duncan and uh yeah always a pleasure talking to you and uh uh you know hopefully we'll have some more updates in the coming months uh to share with you and the wider world epam continuum integrates business experience and technology consulting focused on accelerating breakthrough ideas into meaningful impact at EPAM Continuum, we're very deliberate about the term innovation. For us, it means turning ideas into stuff that's real. Because from our perspective, ideas aren't really innovative until they exist. Thanks are due to our guest, Sedant Jenna, for a nourishing conversation. He was interviewed by EPAM's Duncan Freak. 
Kip Palalis is our sound engineer, and I'm your host, Kenji Ross. Until the next one, thank you. Thank you.